0: Life at the start of 2023 can feel pretty tough, can't it? Right now, it can seem like everywhere you look, there's difficulty or struggle or exhaustion, circumstances crowding in and pressuring and stealing from us. But today I want to tell you that there is a life purpose found in Jesus that is deeper and more dependable than our circumstances. A purpose and meaning for our lives that is and will always be completely certain and unshakable. There is a certainty beyond circumstances. And today we continue our unshakable faith season by beginning a mini-series exploring the book of Philippians. Now, Philippians is a letter from a man called Paul to a church he'd planted in a place called Philippi, and he's writing from prison. So to kick the series off, today we're looking at Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to see how it's possible to live with certainty beyond circumstances by looking at two standout amazing verses in chapter 1. Firstly, there's verse 6, which says this, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. In other words, God will transform us to be who we were made to be. And secondly, verse 21, which says this, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That each of us are invited into the story of Jesus. Our ultimate place is not here in this broken world, but we have a heavenly purpose while we're here. And so if we can take hold of and live with a foundation found in these two truths, we can have certainty beyond circumstances. A life purpose of meaning and fulfillment that's not undermined by pandemics or war or inflation or the cost of living or property prices or health issues or artificial intelligence. Our story in Jesus weaves its way across and into any situation or circumstance that we might face, and our foundation holds steadfast even when life gets really tough. So, firstly, from verse 6, Paul says, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Doesn't that sound good? God is doing a good work, that he will complete, and it's in you. Sometimes it might feel like circumstances are sent to derail us, but God's plans will be completed. And so as we unpack this verse, let's notice, first of all, what Paul isn't saying. We might hear that verse and think, he will complete the plans, and we might think, yes, Awesome. God is going to get me the perfect partner, an amazing career, keep me 100% healthy, find me a perfect parking space every time I go to Tesco's, make sure they have my favorite steaks on half price in store, give me the fastest checkout experience with the wittiest checkout assistant. And when I get home to my stunning house, my perfect children will bring me my favorite coffee to my comfiest chair. But no, it doesn't mean this. Paul doesn't mean God will give me a trouble-free, Instagram-perfect life. I know like that's a bit of a silly example, but sometimes in our Christian walk and prayer life, we can fall into the trap of thinking that God is just there to do things for me. But this isn't the promise we need to remember that God has already done the unsurpassable, incredible, overwhelming, magnificent work for you when Jesus went to the cross for you. The promise here isn't he who began a good work for you, but he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. God is much more interested in changing me than in changing my circumstances, and God is more interested in changing you than in changing your circumstances. And that might sound challenging, especially when we're in hard times, but the truth is that God knows that changing us is to become like Jesus is the only way to really bless us with what we really need. It's the most amazing gift. I'm not saying that Jesus. God doesn't bless us externally because he does. Every day, every single thing we have is from him. But the deepest, most profound blessing comes and flows out of each one of us sacrificing ourselves and becoming the Jesus-shaped person he has created us to be from the inside out. Remember, the context of this letter is Paul, he's writing from prison, He's in chains in a first century Roman prison. His circumstances are about as far from ideal as it's possible to get. But he knows the key to his fulfillment is not in comfort, but in being part of the story of following Jesus, joyfully being his servant. And so even in prison, despite what might be considered terrible circumstances and the threat of death, he isn't focused on his own needs, but he's expressing joy and writing to encourage others in their faith and walk with God. So the story and meaning of our lives becomes found in becoming like Jesus, experiencing the fullness of God's work in us and then through us. He saved us, but the rest of our life is our bodies and our minds and our decisions and our motives and actions coming into alignment with our new identity as Jesus' followers. In one of my dreams, I'm a West Ham player. like Controlling the midfield, creating the most beautiful passes, scoring stunning goals, winning trophies. But the thing is, even if I was signed for West Ham tomorrow, it wouldn't mean I'm automatically a first-team West Ham player. The deal might be done, but, and I bet you'd never guess, I would still need to be transformed. I'm not a Premier League footballer in any way. Everything about me would need to go through a transformation process. After I signed, I'd still need to become that Premier League player. And to do that, I could be around and see other players and watch them and try to become like them. I could, you know, I'd, I'd need to develop their skills, their eating habits, their rest and recovery patterns, their top coaches, their visualisation techniques, their mindsets. The list goes on. I would need to fundamentally change the person I am how I behave and think and what my identity is. And yet, even with all that, I know if West Ham signed me tomorrow, I would have zero chance of making it to a real match. Now, with Jesus, it's the same but wonderfully different. Like When we surrender our lives to him, when we sign on the dotted line for him, we are already on the pitch. We're already in the match. Nobody is benched and At the same time, we know, just like I'm nothing like Declan Rice, amazing West Ham midfielder, by the way, we are nothing like Jesus. But we're invited into a lifelong process of becoming like him and the things he does, of adopting his ways of being, his mindset, his values, his action, his character, his motivations. We've no chance of becoming like him in our own strength, but it's God's good work in us that makes this possible and real, and a life foundation that can underpin any circumstance. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." This verse shows us the transformative power of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we behold the glory of Jesus and we're transformed into his image. We're invited to be around Jesus, to look at him, to watch what he does, to be in his presence and be transformed. So what do we do about this today? How can we respond? Let's take a look at our second verse, Philippians 1, 21 to 24. Here Paul says this, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Paul has got to such a point of becoming like Jesus that his very definition of what life is about is to say, to live is Christ. Again, let's notice what the passage doesn't say. Paul isn't saying, to live, I need Christ, to do things for me. But he's saying something much more profound. He's not saying, to live, I need Christ. He's saying, to live is Christ. And sometimes we get caught up in thinking and mindsets that says the whole point of being a Christian is so that God can help me through my life. Or maybe we have another way to finish that sentence, to live is. To live is to succeed, or to live is to earn, or to live is to keep our family safe, or to be well, or to be loved. We fall into the trap of making the goal of our life about our circumstances, meaning that when we hit difficult times, our whole belief system is challenged. But Paul is coming at it from completely the other way round. He's saying the meaning of life is Christ. To live is Christ. To really live is to experience Jesus, to embody him, to imitate him, to proclaim him being Christ in every circumstance. Not letting circumstances define us, but living as Jesus in every circumstance. So instead of circumstances shaking us, we come into circumstances with the transforming power of Jesus at work in us and through us. Jesus' presence and love worked and came alive wherever he found himself. So living this way means that when hard times come, we see it becomes another circumstance where God will be at work. And so, for example, Paul prays in verse 9 of chapter 1 that your love may abound more. Maybe this is a good place to start today to pray, God, make me more like Jesus, more loving. I choose to turn away from my unloving attitudes, root out, <coughs> root out any hate inside me, show me what real love looks like, reshape my attitudes and my thinking, let love be at the centre of who I am, let love be the response to the circumstances I face today. And maybe today we can reorient our prayer life towards a prayer life centred on Jesus, being with him and asking God to make us more like him in all ways. Maybe today it's time to adopt a new outlook which says, I'm not going to let the very real troubles of my life be more important than my life's calling to be like Jesus. In fact, my life is already given up for Jesus. In some ways, I have nothing to lose. And even troubles bring opportunity to be Jesus in every new situation and circumstance. Let's pray. Thank you, Father for the gift of Jesus. Thank you Jesus that you've shown me how to live. Today I choose again to lay down my life, to humble myself, to become your obedient servant. Thank you that you call me into your story and though troubles will come my way, I can be secure in my life calling of following you. Lord, help me to be brave enough to follow you, even where there may be suffering involved. And as I do so, let me be changed to be like you from the inside out. Build in me more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Make me more like Jesus in my being, my thinking, and my doing. Thank you, Lord, that circumstances do not define me, but you do. And whatever happens, I can be confident knowing that you are continuing your good work in me for your glory. Amen.